Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. So the covenant to prove at church meeting on the 27th March, 1939. Were you here, Margaret? <laughs> no, Margaret, you know, so I'm just joking. But this is what this church have been um, repeating every year. So I'm going to ask you. So I did ask you last uh, week to have a look, to read it. Sharina sent it to you. Um, and meditate what we're going to say. Um, can we have one on the screen, Bibi? Um, you see? Very efficient. Thank you, Bibs. So I would like to invite you to stand with me. And those who are willing to covenant with us for the years to come, and maybe you started this year or you started last year, halfway through after you said the covenant at the beginning of the year, so I want us to read it together. So I count into three and then we start. Is that right? Okay, can you see that clearly? Is anybody in your way? No? That's fine. So one, two, three. Having as we believe, being brought by divine grace to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the influence of his Holy Spirit to give ourselves up to him. So we do now solemn covenant with one another in love to exercise all Christian care and watchfulness over one another, that we will not give up meeting together, not neglect the great duty of prayer, both for ourselves and for others, that the spiritual good and prosperity of the church and members shall be our constant concern, that as far as we can, we will promote the work of God among us, both by personal service and with our finances, that we will share in each other's joy and strive with tenderness and sympathy to bear each other's burden, that we will seek divine aid to help us to live uprightly and watchfully in the world, denying all ungodliness and worldliness passions, that we will strive together for the support of a faithful evangelical ministry among us, and through life, whatever others think of us, seek to live to the glory of Him who has called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'll ask Jim to pray so we can seal this moment in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to thank you for this offering that we brought to, uh, to you this morning. Bless your people. Bless each one of us. Prosper our ways. And give us wisdom to use this money for the glory of your name and for the expansion of your kingdom. Amen. Kids, you know, come up. I'll pray for you before you go. You may be seated. Kids, we have... Kids and teen, come, come up. Here we are. Come up here. Mezak. 
Let's pray for them, shall we? Lord, it is a great blessing to have these children with us. May your word meet their needs today. Keep their hearts warm. And in the future, may your word protect them, save them, and clean them. In Jesus' name, let each, um, each teacher that will be ministering to them today be filled with your spirit. And also, anoint their ears, Lord, to, to hear your word and keep your word in their hearts. Also pray for the parents here that you continue to bless them so they become a spiritual role model for their children as they grow up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. See you guys in a bit. I don't know if you noticed, um, when Jay came up here, he said about something new God is doing for you. He said about something new, and Ruth said about trust. And I haven't told you anything that I prepared in my message, have I? And the title of my message is Leaving God's Nil. He did it then, he will do it again. And I want you to open your Bible with me in Isaiah chapter 53. I don't know if we're going to be able to have all the verses on the screen today. Unless we have something which is, uh, or someone who is quick and can help us with. So, sorry, I was intending to send all the, the verses yesterday. Somehow I caught up and I forgot because of, to send you the, the, the verses. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. 19. And I want you to pay attention to something that this verse says at the end of verse 19. The first one says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See? See? God is asking you, see? Can you see it? I am doing a new thing. Or God said, I would do something. I did something. What is, what is saying here? I am doing something. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And this is the word of our God. This is what he is doing. Father, once again, we depend on you totally, completely, and humbly ask you that you use me this morning. Every word, let it be, um, Lord, empowered by your anointing that goes and meet the need of every heart here this morning. The need of your church. As I minister to your people in Jesus name. Amen. In this text God tells his people that he is doing a complete a completely new thing. God is doing new things every day. The Bible cites three practical principles 
for you to take ownership and live God's new life. And but to live God's new, the first thing he does here he says to forget what is gone. Do not dwell on the past. This is the first the first thing. Forget what is gone. It doesn't matter what 2023 was like for you. You are already in a new year, in a new moment, in a new season in your life, a new time. God is doing something new in your life. You either acknowledge it or you either ignore it. Because with God everything is new. Because the Bible says that every single day we have new mercies. Why? Because we need it. If it wasn't for his mercies, the Bible says we would have been consumed many years ago or been destroyed. God is definitely doing. And so, but we will only experience God's new things if we definitely leave those old things from the past, in the past, keep them nailed on the cross where Jesus stooped them and believe that we have been crucified with him and live not us, but he lives in us. So those plans that you had and thought they were wonderful plans, perfect plans, so perfect that uh, someone destroyed it, I don't know if you've been through this year, last year. So you, may, you had some wonderful plans, but suddenly something happened and your plans were gone. Well, you can't carry on with your plans. And now you may feel a little bit miserable, or you feel upset, or you feel frustrated because your plans didn't go ahead. And you may ask, where is God? Well, it wasn't God's plan, maybe. It was your plan. Maybe God had other plan, had other way but we just didn't listen. But think twice. God was in control then, and he's in control now. The God who cared for you then is the same God who cares for you now. If there is one biblical doctrine that I, I mean, I should, I want to encourage you that you should always hang on to is the doctrine of the sovereignty of God. Not many people like it. Because we would like to understand things. And I tell you, there, are, there will happen things in this life that you will never understand. You will never understand. You may sometimes, you will not understand people either. But if he, there is a doctrine, hang on to this one. Because that can save your life. <laughs> Is the sovereignty of God. Was the sovereignty of God who took Jesus to the cross. Was the sovereignty of God that although you think it was horrible, was, was, was something that shouldn't happen to you, but did, was the sovereignty of God. Not that God caused it to happen to you, but on his sovereignty, he may allow you to take your own way, make your own choices. But even though you have ripped the consequences, or still bearing the consequences of your wrong choices, he still granted you new mercies every morning and grace to go through any circumstances that 
it may have a court out of it. Let me tell you, God is on the throne. And you never leave his throne. He will always in control. You may pray for healing, but you're not healed. But let me tell you, you may not been healed, but he's still God. You may pray for a door to be opened to you, for you, or for somebody that you love. That door may have not been opened, or and not yet, or may never will. But the door is still the door, but God's still God. My questions, all your questions, my doubts or your doubts have no power to change who God is. Because the Bible says since the fall, we have been confused and lost. It was needed Christ Jesus on the cross, something that nobody understood. An innocent man been hanging on the cross for your sins and mine. I think I, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you, I was in Dubai in the, in, in the hotel and suddenly I saw this man talking to the security guard outside the hotel. Or, 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 um, he, when I was coming into the hotel, I heard him saying that, uh, you know, Jesus died for your sins. And he said, but how could that be, how would that be possible? Somebody died for my sin and he, I saw he was a, he was a Christian who was talking in Dubai, preaching the gospel to somebody, I thought that was weird, bold. But then I met him in, right in the lobby of a hotel in Dubai. We prayed. Right there, we prayed. And people were passing by and listened to us praying. Because his sovereign will. And God is in control of everything. So my questions, your questions, or even if your circumstances change or does not change, God is still God. While my circumstances remain the same, as David said many times, I will praise the Lord. And I hope we can do the same. So the only thing that God wants to bring to our memory, although you are one who I say, do not hold on to the past. I'm not saying about the blessings and the things that you can bring to your memory. When I say do not let, do not live on the past, is those things that have hurt you, or that even your sins or your struggles or your addictions or whatever holding you to the past, things that happened to you that were horrible, maybe somebody hurt you, somebody did something bad against you and you keep holding grudges or, 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 you, or you feel frustrated or disappointed, whatever it is, leave it there. God has something new for you. And I said, the only thing I believe God wants to bring to our memory is what Jeremiah tells us in Lamentation verse 3, chapter 3, verse 19 to 23. He said, I remember my affliction and my wandering. He does that. He said, the bitterness and the gall. He said, I well remember them. And my soul is downcast with me. However, he says, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Why? Because in Jeremiah describes the reason for his, for his hope. 
And he says, because the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, and for this, and for his compassion never fail, and they are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. That song you sing is in, is in Jeremiah. So to begin a new story, the old story must have an end. There are people who don't experience the new from God because they decided to live clinging to issues from their past. Forget what happened and face a future with confidence in the Lord. Because God's plan is more valuable than history. Sometimes we think that our plans are great, right? Well, I have a great plan. Have you heard somebody say that? I have a great plan, do you? So sometimes we think that we, our plans are great. They can be. They can be. However, God's plan is greater. And is much better. And never change the good. Never be satisfied with the good. Because God wants to give you the best. Go through any circumstances understanding and trusting that God is a God who makes new things. You know, God through the prophet Jeremiah continues to tell us that for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And 2024 can be a landmark in your life. And for come rose, as we've been having that feeling in our spirit, that impression in our souls, in our spirit. But all I want to ask you to do, if you want to use the past, use the past as a launching pad, not as a rocking chair. Okay? Till oh dear, oh we, you know, oh life, oh like whatever it is, you know. I've said that Hardy, you know that Hardy. Hanna-Barbera thing. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. So, keep your eyes on the road. And use the rear mirror only to avoid problems. That's what the rear mirrors are for. You see the, the, whatever coming from behind, but keep focus on the road. Let me tell you, the future is not a time. The future is a place. Future is not a time. The future is a place. You know, the race is not over. Not yet. God is waiting for you and I to embrace something new. The Apostle Paul knew what it was to live God's new life as he decided once and for all to forget his past and move toward his future. And he had a goal. And then that needed to be achieved. And he says, brothers and sisters. That's Philippians chapter 3, 13, 14. Or 13, 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. One thing I do. If you want to grab God's new things, you must do one thing. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. He says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called 
me heavenward in Christ. You see? How many of you wants to live on earth forever? It's going to be boring, I tell you. We are, we must be heaven-minded people. Our home is in heaven, folks. We have been too much grounded or, 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 or bound to the earthly things and forgetting what is laying ahead of us. We don't sing those uh, songs anymore. That say, no, when I come to heaven, I want to see Jesus. No, what people want to see is a, is a, is a mansion, is a new car, is a, is a, is a cruise, is, you know, whatever it is. Go everywhere, go to the Maldives, go to the Caribbean, you know, go to Bali, whatever you want to go, whatever place you like. Or oh, and I go to Brazil in the, in, the, in the countryside and have a farm and have a, a house with a, with a porch and, and, and the window where the sun comes up and another one where you can see the sun going down. I just see the cattle and the chickens and everything there. And you may think that is life. For some people, yes. But not for us. Now, without a doubt, some events in 2023 which were negative need to remain in the past so we can move forward freely with total momentum into this new year that is just, has just begun. How was your 2023 like? What did you experience in 2023? Okay, let me start with your job, your career. How was it for you? Was it good? Was it bumpy? Are you there yet? And, and, and you know, and the position that you desired, are you earning the money you wanted to? Are you in that grade already? What band, band 8, 10, whatever band you are? <laughs> Oh, those who are going to NHS know what band is, and and those who are in in you know self-employed, or you work for somebody. How's your salary? How's your business? You are an entrepreneur. How is your business going? Is it still difficult? Okay. Now let me ask you: How is your family like? How's your children behaving? Well, how was it on 2023? Did you have any bumpy time with your family, with your kids, with the teenagers? How, how was it? How was your relationship with your wife and husband? How was it? Bella says it's been bumpy, not bumpy, been kicking actually lately. How was it? And you, with your wife and, 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 and your husband? Now, how is your personal life? How is your spiritual growth going? Did you, can you notice your growth, your spiritual growth? Or you feel that you're still stagnant in, in, in or you're still there? And that wishy-washy, whatever um, language you want to use to explain your spiritual life. How is your spiritual life? How is your devotional life? How is your time with God? Thank you for a while. 
As I said, how was 2023 for you? What do you really need to leave behind in the past to avoid holding on or to holding your life back and move forward to this new thing God has for you and for the church? How is your life in church? How is your ministry in church? Is, are you operating in the gift God has given you here? Are you serving God in His body? Are you coming to church regularly? Are you coming to prayer meetings or you just don't feel like it anymore? But where are the hurts, the wounds, injustice, the disappointments and sadness that needs to be left in the past? Where are they? Let me tell you, leave them live the all at the foot of the cross. But make sure that when you leave at the cross, you carry yours. Take up your cross daily and follow Christ. That means you have to deny yourself every day in order for Christ to live in us and through us. Let me tell you, you can't change the past, can you? No. There is no time machine that you can go back. It's just only movies, right? Only fiction. You can't go. You can't change the past. But your decision about what to do with it, with your past today, will determine the new things God is going to do in your life tomorrow or later on. And also will determine the new things that God has in store for you. As he said, that is what the scripture means when they say, no eyes has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Have you ever thought about what God has for you? You don't imagine because it's, it's, it's so much that your mind can't conceive. So the devil will not be able to stop you. Let me tell you, the devil, once you set your heart to do it, the devil will not be able to stop you because he said, Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the age. If Jesus is with you, how do you think the devil is going to cope? He cannot. Because the Bible says it's already been defeated. When you have Jesus, it's another story in your life. The only enemy that can get in the way of your new things or the new things God has for you is yourself. So forget what is gone. Look ahead. Live God's new thing. But to live God's new thing, we also need to believe in what he's doing. This is the second thing. You need to believe. That's what the, uh, uh, what Ruth was praying about. See, I am doing something new. The verse says, it's already emerging, my brothers. Do you not perceive it? Can't you believe it? Do you know when, when something happened to you, you said, oh, I can't believe it. But what's your, your expression is, what kind of expression is, I can't believe it. Not that you don't believe it, but you didn't expect that to happen. Is that right? Not that you don't believe it. Oh, I can't believe it. In other words, was something that you never expected to happen. And let me tell you, we are not going to be standing in all of God's holiness and presence, but God will leave you like, oh, I can't believe it. God did this. Yes, that's what God is. That's how God looks like. God surprises you every time. Let me tell you how God surprises every morning if you have never noticed when you open your eyes and you know you're still there. Oh, I'm 
I made another day. And I tell you, it was because of these new mercies that you received. You didn't expect it, did you? Can you, can you tell me for sure that tomorrow you're going to be here on earth? Alive. Or maybe here on earth as a, as a dead person. Because hey, we still have to bury you. You don't know, do you? See, I'm doing something new. Remember, every morning as you wake up, God did something new, and I want to honor that thing new that He has given me. Believe that God's best is yet to come. But let me tell you, God's best that yet to come is also a personal decision. Because if you do not decide to trust Him, to leave the things behind and trust Him that He is already doing something new, you'll miss it. Being confident about the present and the future says a lot about your faith. Be trustful about the present and God will move you forward in, in, in ways, in places that you never imagined. Especially because it is God's doing, not yours. A famous writer said the following, Not deciding is a decision that you have already made. You made not to decide. And we used to say, some people say, oh, he's on the fence. Yeah? Let me tell you who the fence belongs to. The fence belongs to the devil. Never stay on the fence. You either yes or no. That's what Jesus said. Lest your yes be yes and your no be no. Whatever else, apart from this, it says it is from the devil. Don't rem remember every time you will never be able to stay on the fence about something. You either act in righteousness or unrighteousness. You either do your mission or you are omission or, or live on omission. Are you following me? You cannot stay on the fence. Jesus said, Though you are either with me or against me. You either gathered or you scattered. There is no fence here, my brothers. In the kingdom of God, there is no fence. And I tell you, there is a great abyss before what is spiritual and what is carnal or, or, sorry, or what is evil. We need to make sure that we are not on the fence. Because Jesus said, because you look warm, what, what it's going to do? It's going to vomit you. From his mouth. I can't really take you. You know, when you, you may have, you may have had that experience about somebody, you know, I can't really, you know, stand that person. And if, if you, if you live with that person too long, so I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You see, this is not even close to what Jesus is about to do with those who are neither hot cold. Because those who are cold, he knows he's already have his fate. Because he knows. He's honest enough to say, okay, I'm cold. But the other one is honest enough to say, I'm hot and I'm fire for Jesus. But those who are lukewarm are hypocrites. Lovers of themselves and haters of Christ. Because you're neither for him or against him. But in fact, you are against him. Because the fence, remember, belongs to the devil. <laughs> because of indecision, you may die before you're truly dead. 
Let me quote another writer. I don't, I, 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 I couldn't find the writer to tell you his name. But anyway, he said, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss in life is what dies with us while we are alive or while we live. See, don't let the expectation that God is doing something new dies within you. But take position today in what God is doing and what God will do and be part of it. You may listen in that we are living in a new season. God is doing a new thing. If you're not part of this new thing, you must tell God about it. Either embrace it or say, okay, I'm off somewhere else. But don't stand in God's way. God will not take it lightly. What God is bringing to your life is something that will change your story in 24, 2024 onwards to eternity. God does something new every day, as I said, but it is your decision to enjoy what is available for us. And in the same way that God will never ask you for anything that he has not given you, God doesn't start anything that he hasn't already finished. Are you with me? God will never ask you for something that he has never given you. When we come to Abraham, God asked him for a son. Whose son was this? Was this Abraham's or God? It was God's promise. God asked him for a son that he didn't have. If he had a son, God gave him a son. So he asked for his son. Matter of fact, God wasn't asking for his son. He would not be accept his son's sacrifice. What he wanted to test Abraham about who he really was. And then he tells Abraham, didn't God know who Abraham was? Yes, he knew it. But what God did, it was for ourselves. It's for our benefit. And God says to Abraham, now I know that you love me, that you trust me. And that he was justified. Because he saw the Lamb of God, the Lamb that God provide for the sacrifice. You know, when you see then now John the Baptist saying to the Jewish people there, here is the, the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Every Jewish person, every Hebrew would know exactly what John was talking about. John was saying, this is the Lamb Abraham said God would provide for the sacrifice. Exactly, that's what it is. That's what it was. So God does not start anything that he hasn't finished. But it's up to us to allow God to finish in us or we stop the process right there in the middle and you're going to suffer the consequences. Being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work so which he who have begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's Philippians 6, Philippians 1 verse 6. What is the beginning of something for us in Christ? Let me tell you, it is a completed work of God. Or a complete work for God. What he says he is doing, he's already done it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says, No matter how many promises God has made, they are what? A yes. 
in Christ. And so, through him, the amen is, is spoken by us to the glory of God. What does it mean? Every promise in God is a yes. But we are the one who need to say amen. What it means, amen? Let it be. So be it. So when we have a promise from God and we don't see that promise becoming a reality, it's when the promise is, when the promise stops being a promise, it, when it becomes a reality, like the promise of, of sending Jesus Christ stopped being a promise the day Jesus came into the earth. There was a promise that became a reality. That's why John says, and the, and, and, and the, and the word became flesh. I mean, the promise of God also, the word became flesh. And that's the promise that became a reality. So was the sacrifice. So was, so was uh, the resurrection. So was the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God is not a promise anymore. It's a reality because it's already came. Do you have the Holy Spirit of God? If you don't, you can have it today. In other words, we need to agree to accept and believe what God is saying and doing and shout, Amen! Let it be! God is doing something new. Amen! God is going to do something wonderful in your life. Every promise in God is a yes, but it needs an amen. So this new thing is now available to us. All we need to do is to take ownership. You can never take ownership of what you live for tomorrow. Alright? So God is expecting and demanding that you and I say amen to his new thing. Now is the best time to appropriate or what, what is new from God. So let me tell you, don't put off for tomorrow because you may don't have a chance tomorrow. Don't leave for tomorrow what, what you can start enjoying today in God. So, if we do not believe that God is doing something near, we will be a mere expectators of His supernatural doing and the lives of those who have decided to believe in His promises. Whoever walks with God always has something new to enjoy. But to live God's new thing comes to my last point. We must trust that He will give us an abundant tomorrow. Our decision must be done today. The promises of God is a yes, we must say amen today. We, we need to have confidence in His word. Even He said, even in the desert I will make a path and a stream in the wilderness. Doesn't matter how dry you feel that your spiritual life is. Doesn't matter how dry you feel when you, when you, when you kneel to pray or, you, or sit down, whatever, when you pray to God. Doesn't matter how, how bad you feel. Let me tell you, God is saying, even in the desert soul of yours, in the, even in the, in the dry land of how the, this country is like in today. He said, I will make a path. And streams in the wilderness to satisfy those who are thirsty. Are you thirsty for God? 
Are we thirsty for God? So the text says that God will open paths in the desert and streams and, and abundant places. The one who promised, let me tell you, he had never failed his promise. He never did. He never does. And he will never do. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. Because he is an everlasting. If God is opening path in the desert and creating a river in abundant places, let me tell you, dive into it. Dive into it. I have a friend. Everything he does, everything he touches, it turns into money. And I used to joke with, with him and say, if I see you jumping out of a roof on a 10-story building, I'll jump after you because I know you're making money out of it. But what I'm saying, what I say is, if you see God doing something, He's clever than my friend. He's God. If God prepares your river, just dive into it. Don't worry, just go head in. Head in. And I'll tell you, you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. Let the wind of the Spirit of God carry you to your prophetic destiny. There you will experience the supernatural things of God. And God will once again be able to perform miracles because we are now creating an atmosphere in heaven. Get out of scarcity and dryness and experience something new that God is doing in your life. It's starting today. Don't be afraid to live your comfort zone to dive into the waters of faith. I want to quote 1 Corinthians again. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. When God does it, just dive head in. Faith brings heaven to earth. Faith makes God supernatural become natural among men. And we have lost the, 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 you know, the ability to perform miracles because we have rejected what God has for us. And we have neglected so many other things. Little things that have been together more often. Alright? Eating bread together. Having some fun together. Being praying together. We are not only together for, let me say, the spiritual things that we classify as prayer. Or everything we do in the kingdom of God should be spiritual. Even having a coffee together must be spiritual because there the blessings of God commands healing. And fellowship is a powerful thing. Faith brings heaven to earth. Faith and faith alone can perceive the new things of what God is doing every day. God is able to transform the desert areas of your life into a field of blessing and abundance, not only for yourself, but for everyone that cross your path. Everyone that get in touch with you. God can take a dry, useless life and transform into a life of full of meaning and purpose. Therefore, today, my brother, my sister, I want to ask you, God is challenging us to trust that His promises will bring a tomorrow with abundance. Filled with this, all spiritual blessings and realities never experienced before here and come rose. Or any place God take you to. 
I have no doubt that God did something supernatural through this country many years ago. And God wants to do it again. He did it then, he will do it again. But we need to understand that we need to live, live the past behind. Not hung on to the things of the past, but look for a new experience with God every single day. Something new that God has for you because our God is a, a, an ending fountain of blessings. You will never f- hit the bottom when you dive into the God's river. You will never feel boring. You never feel fed up. You always want more and more and more because as much as you know God, as much as you want to be like Christ, as much God will bless you and will enrich your life. And you will see His wonder, His glory. Experiencing the supernatural things of God in our lives. Here come Rose. People, we must surrender to Him unconditionally. And I believe He can do it again. God did then, He can do it now. God did it before, and He can do it today. Something that we never had before. We may talk about the, the, the revivals of the past, how God healed, how, wonder, uh, uh, um, how He performed wonders, how He miraculously saved people, transformed the worst kind into a saint, into a preacher of His Word. Have you seen it? I've seen a few, I've seen some people like that. But I know God can do it here, can do it again. You know, it's time to change our lives and our fate as a church in this place. But we're asking for a change that will cause each and every one of us to be fruitful for His glory, not for ourselves. So let us trust that God will give us an exponential tomorrow. And I want you to stand with me. And say, Jesus Himself stated, All things are possible to Him who believes. So let me close my message by reminding you that God has been doing new things among us every day, but unfortunately, not everyone has been able to see or experience them. Let me tell you, the fault is not with God, but with those who have decided to live a mediocre life. God is calling us to a new life, to a new place, to a new spiritual atmosphere. He is inviting us to experience on earth the things that happen in heaven. God is doing a new thing. And you cannot stay out of His supernatural moves. So I invite you, come in. Be part of it. Therefore, to live God's new thing, I remind you, forget the past. Believe in what God is doing. And trust that He will give you an abundant tomorrow. These are the three things I want you to keep for you this year. Leave the past behind. Believe in what God is doing. That everything that has happened in your life is there is some God, something new God is doing in you. And thirdly, trust that He will give you an abundant tomorrow. Let's pray. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.